All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, everybody, this is the follow through with Clips and Drew. We're bringing you part two of the highly anticipated Jerry Dupree interview. We're going to be discussing his travels to North Korea to play basketball, meeting Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman being faded the entire trip. This is an interview you're not going to want to miss. Enjoy. Like Mount Vesuvius I'm about due to erupt Use it or I'm losing it They say I need to loosen up Tight, I'm well taught I must do the max like Gluteus Bonos diddly squat Smart Alec, I'ma do it up Trying to win her heart But not just cause she got the biggest butt Lovely from the start I don't believe in beginner's luck I do have something to say So you got to give it up Give it up You never heard Jerry Dupree. <laughs> What's going on, my I'm, guy, Clips? I'm, I'm chilling, man. Thank you for coming back on the show. Um, <sighs> Pleasure. No the problem. highly anticipated part two of the Jerry Dupree oh, interview. That's, uh... <laughs> now, when we left off, Jerry, uh, we were talking about you going to North Korea. Not too many people have ever been to North Korea to play basketball. Um, right. Kind of just tell me the process. Like, how did this come about? <laughs> The process of North Korea. Uh, well, it came through, as everyone knows, through Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was kind of the headliner, the feature guy. Um, so, backstory: I met Dennis Rodman in 2004, I believe, five, um, playing on the ABA team, Long Beach Jam. Me, Matt Barnes, Dennis Rodman, Tamar Johnson, Shea Cotton, uh, and a few other guys. Um, That's a squad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, we won the championship that year. Of course, you better with that with that team. Yeah, and it was when you know the ABA league was kind of like pretty good, you know, and a lot of guys just getting called ups. But yeah, so that's when I met Dennis Rodman. So fast forward to, I believe, two thousand and thirteen summer. Yeah. Playing in Venice Beach. Okay. Running to running to his kid by the name of Guy Dupree. 
Jumping off the Jeff or jumping off the beach, I should say, not the gym. Yeah, he's the dunker. He's the pro dunker, right? Pro dunker right. from France. Right. We almost had the same last name, but he's Dupree. Mine's Dupree. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, played on the VBL World Tournament <clears throat> in Venice Beach. Played against uh, him. Well, played with him, actually played on the same team. He won the championship. So he asked me, did I want to go to, um, he had a trip coming up to go to Malaysia. So I was like, yes, why not? He's like, cool, make it happen. So I got to Malaysia, run into Dennis Rodman. He's there. So it was Dennis Rodman and a few other guys, NBA guys, um, Gary Payton. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the other guy? Vin Baker. I think Doug Christie. So they invited me to that game, and I ran into Dennis Ryman again, and we kind of reconnected. He was like, hey, we talked, and we had a pretty good turnout, a pretty good game. And he was telling me about other trips that him and his company was doing. So he was like, I got a couple more trips, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go to Argentina, then we're going to go to another place. I forget. Somewhere we went. And I was like, cool. He was like, you want to be a part of it? I was like, yeah. Long story short, boom, boom, boom. So we in Argentina. And he mentioned to me when we was at a bar drinking, and he mentioned to me, like, hey, I'm going to North Korea next year sometime, blah, blah, blah. I want you to come with me. You're my guy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, North Korea? It's like, what you doing out there? He was like, well, you know, we're going out there. My guy, Kim Jong-un, you know, that's my buddy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Kim Jong-un, the, the dictator? He's like, yeah, 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 that's my guy. We best be good buddies. We're going out there, and we're going to play in the game out there. You want to come, blah, blah, blah. We've seen the paperwork. I was like, sure, all right, why not? Who cares? You know, I'm a history major, so I was into it. I was you know, right. like, shit, North Korea? Let's do it. No fear, no thought process in my mind about, you know, Kim Jong, North Korea, his family, dictator, blah, blah, blah. People starving. You didn't even think about that? Dying. I didn't think about it at the time. I was just in the, I was just in the in the zone right. or in my time there being in Argentina. So right. I didn't start thinking about North Korea until... I, it was official. I got an email. I was like, oh, it's official. This is from Charles Smith, the guy that was running it. Like, it's official. Here you your paperwork, your contract, blah, 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 this and that. I was like, oh, shit, this shit is real now. That's when I knew it was real. So I started doing my research. I started Googling Kim Jong-un, North Korea. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. <laughs> like this, that. Like, oh, shit, I'm about to go there and meet this guy. I didn't think twice. I didn't think I was going to meet him. I've been all around the world, traveled, you know, met, to Dubai and meeting kings and princes and shit like right. that, you know, people that you you're supposed to meet at the higher, you know, archy or whatever, you never really meet them or get up close to them. So, so I wasn't even, thinking I was going to meet yeah. him. You weren't thinking you yeah, were going to Yeah, I wasn't thinking I was going to meet him. Right. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I'm going to be in North Korea, you know, as people, we're going to celebrate. He'd probably be in the stands. I didn't think I was going to be right next to the guy, you know what I mean? Right. Talking to him, touching him, blah, blah, blah. So... <clears throat> So I doing my research and stuff like, oh shit, he did this to his uncle, or his girlfriend, or his father. Oh damn, oh people starving. Like, oh shit, like what the fuck am I getting myself into? Double checked my contract, looked at the money they was giving me. Like, damn, is it worth it? Was it worth it? I mean, you don't got to tell me the the amount, no, but it, it was not worth it. Nah, it wasn't worth it for sure. Nah, not at all. But at not, the time, that type of not at the time, not, you're not the type of money that Dennis Rodman was getting, or these other guys was getting. Right. So I'm comparing it to that shit. Okay. Like, hold on. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. But it was it was good enough for me to get on the plane and go and see it as like a normal occasion being a free trip. 
you know, going to North Korea, just I'm going to North Korea this time. You know what I mean? Right. And who so, else? Who else is on this team? Oh my God! So Guy Dupree, my boy Antoine, uh, Eighth Wonder from N One. We have Doug Christie. We have Vin Baker was there too, right? Vin Baker, Ross Strickland. We have. It was it was only ten of us. Dennis Ryman and who, who am I? Who am I missing? Well, Charles, Charles Smith played too. Charles Smith, yeah. So it was just us ten. Then it was like translators, uh, people from like um, the government, political people, those type of people, and just us, like the ten Negro basketball players. Right. And and tell me this: like, did you get any like backlash for even going out there, like? Before, like before you even get to North Korea, um, I'm sure people had heard that you guys were going out there to play a game. Um, yeah, but they didn't know who. They did not know who was going exactly. Okay. Because a lot of guys turned the game down. You know, for so, obvious you reasons. Know, the ba- for, for obvious reasons. Yeah, but the ba- the backstory, you know, uh, Kim Jong Un really wanted Michael Jordan. Right. But Michael Jordan was like, "Fuck no, I ain't going over there. Like, <laughs> you fucking crazy." There so ain't Kim enough Jordan money to like, pay Mike. Yeah, so Kim Jong Un was like, "Oh, Daniel Liz, who's next? Chicago Bulls? Oh, uh, Dennis Rodman, call him, <laughs> like right. call him up." You know, Dennis, like, oh hell yeah, I'll be down there. I'm like, you know, so he took that shit, took the trip, took the chance. I guess we all follow suit, you know. Right. I mean, it was it was a crazy experience. So, so you guys touch down. So tell me, you guys touch down in North Korea. How long's the yeah, flight? First so, of all. Oh my god, I don't fucking remember. I probably passed out like three times. <laughs> Woke up and still wasn't there. <laughs> right. So you get to North Korea and what so, I mean, what's your first thought? So no, we don't get to North Korea. We get to fucking we can't find in North Korea just yet at the wait. So okay. we get into fucking China, but we fly into Beijing. Mm-hmm. So we had to stay at night or two in Beijing. As soon as we get off the airplane, you know, we walking through the airport, oh my god, we get blitzed with I want to say three or four hundred paparazzi with cameras and and microphones and and recorders and right. <laughs> bumping into each other, throwing elbows, fighting each other. I mean, it was crazy. Now I understand what fucking Beyonce and these superstars go through when they coming off the airplane and walking through bad? trying to get to their car. Oh, it was worse than that. It was worse than what they encountered. Just because what it, what it it was, mm-hmm. you know, they encountered Kim Kardashian encountered all the time. But it's not like 500 motherfucking reporters at one time. Right. Unless it's something big news. So in that situation, it was that many people. It was to the point, you know, we had security. We, it was to the point, like, you're in New York City. You've been in New York. Mm-hmm. Times Square. Right. Middle of the fucking afternoon. You walk up like, oh, damn, why everybody fucking bumping me? <laughs> right. Like, damn. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was that type of atmosphere. Dennis Rodman loving it. Cigar in his mouth, sunglasses on. Drinking hand? Drinking hand, of course. Not out, you know, not out fresh off the airplane, uh-huh. but he definitely probably looking for a bottle or looking for the motherfucking uh, bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so we stay there a day, then we fly in the next day or the day after to Payong, and that's when it gets real. That's when the fucking temperature starts fucking getting below fucking 20 and mm-hmm. shit. Like, oh, you're on the airplane, you're feeling it getting colder as you fly closer and closer to um, um, North Korea. Mm-hmm. You feel the temperature just dropping, I'm freezing, I'm getting colder and colder. Like, what the fuck going on? We get to the airport des- deserted. Really? No one's there, no airplanes, no people, no bags, no transfers. Just one big-ass airplane, which we was on, and the military. So... We land, I'm looking out the window like, damn, this motherfucker was deserted. Look like Call of Duty or some shit. 
like, damn, I feel like I'm in a video game, like Call of Duty. Where my fucking rifle at? I don't want to go smoke some motherfuckers. I'm nice at that shit. Right. But you know what I mean? So we get off the airplane, door open. I'm like one of the first guys out. Or, yeah, like one of the first guys out because as you've seen on CNN, on the news and shit, I was the guy that owned the camera, walking out the airplane and shit. I'm on the little flip camera and shit. Like, I'm about to document this mm-hmm. shit. Soon as I get off the airplane or they open the door, I see a rifle, rifle, sniper, sniper, motherfucking fucking army, but like snow gear, like really military. I'm looking like what the fuck? Look like a game of Call of Duty, like real life. Like they about to just. Bra, bra. <laughs> it was one of those type of feelings. Like I felt very awkward and very like it was so surreal, mm-hmm. you know, like really having guns pointed at you and motherfuckers hiding and like I see you over there, like. <laughs> It wasn't for us. It was, I guess, for our protection, maybe, or their protection. Who the mm-hmm. fuck knows? Right. Get off the airplane. So who meets you there? All the, uh, Kim Jones. I don't know who. Mm-hmm. Whoever the suit and ties, people with long jackets with the little medals, mm-hmm. a couple of little army major people. I don't know who was who. There was some head of North Korea people. So we get off. They First thing they do is like, passport. Mm-hmm. So fuck passport. Can you say hi first? Like, hey, how you doing? How was your flight? <laughs> None of that shit, huh? Like, how was the peanuts? Nah, passport. Man, they took our passport so fast. Like, right in the snow, like, passport. Right. Like, follow us, took us to a little back room. We sat there for, like, two hours, sitting there looking at stupid magazines, looking at each other. What the fuck going on? Mm-hmm. It's like a little bungalow. Long story short, we get on the freezing-ass bus, no fucking AC. It was like a little tourist bus, but it wasn't a real bus. It was like a minivan with seats with windows, <laughs> like a bus. <laughs> like one of those, you know you know that uh, minivan on, um, what's the, on the 70s show? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was one of those? <laughs> yeah, it was like one of, yeah, it was like one of those, but like a little bigger. But it was a van, so it could fit like maybe six, seven people. Yeah, but not NBA-sized basketball players. Oh, we sat on that little ass. They had no choice. We wasn't splitting up. Like one guy group go this one. No, we was like we all sitting together right. and had the, had their people sitting in their bus by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. We like we bonded. Like we came together. Like we sticking together. Right. They got our passports. We don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. Right. So long story short, we on this freezing ass bus. Everybody just shivering. Like <laughs> like what the fuck? It wasn't no AC. We was just on there like. I'm looking at all these millionaire grown ass me and shivering like it's cold. Like, <laughs> we driving through North Korea, we just see motherfuckers walking like normal, like baskets on their heads and really mules and goats and whatever, and just little farm animals type shit. But it wasn't no cows and no shit like that. Like, because mm-hmm. you know, over in North Korea, you can't, you know, no meat source, right? No Black food mm-hmm. source, you know, it's, that shit's fucked up. So you see, it looked like imagine uh, our homeless people. Walking on the side of the freeway, that's how they kind of what they roads look like. Okay. Like just two fucking roads, like two way, one up and one back. And just people walking on the side holding baskets. And you see people living like in little shacks and shit. And we driving through that shit. Then we get to like the city part. Like, okay, it look a little different now. They got a little money around here. We think like everything normal. Yeah. It's kind of no one on, in the city. Like, no one's really driving around. Like, what the fuck? Like, deserted. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Get to the hotel. They greet us, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sure. Nice hotel. hotel. Room. Is it a nice hotel? Yeah. What big, kind of hotels? Giant, they, what kind of hotels they got in North Korea? It was funny because I don't know. I only, seen, I only saw one hotel. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that I knew it was a hotel. Right. Shit. And what I found out is, like, it was a hotel that was, wasn't functioning. They reopened that motherfucker. <laughs> really? It was a big-ass hotel, too. 
it was a giant hotel. It's like one of those hotels that like you get on the escalator. You probably send the escalator for about forty five seconds before you get to the top floor. Right. So it was a pretty nice sized hotel. So the hotel rooms didn't have room keys. So it's like, what do you mean they don't have room keys? Like, like we didn't have a room key. Like we didn't have no fucking slider, no little dd bb type shit. Like you can lock your shit from inside, but once you leave, that shit wide open. Really? It was just, yeah, it was weird. It was just so surreal. Everything's freezing. People staring at you. It was just. I mean, I've been to China before, Japan, so I get you know Asian people looking at it. Oh, tall black guys, we get it, but. It was just a different feel. You could feel like everybody, everyone there was kind of like robots, right? In a sense, right? I think that would be the best. You know I mean? That'd be the best way to describe them because it's. I mean, it's a pretty desolate country, and then once ten large black guys get off a plane, like I don't know, it's, it seems. No, like- it wasn't no. It wasn't no get off the plane. It was no airport action. I'll tell you, we, <laughs> we were from airport. We were from plane mm-hmm. to fucking snow. <laughs> like it wasn't we didn't like we didn't walk through no terminal and no right. shit like that. We got off straight from the airplane to the ground. <laughs> so, so then, do like did they do a meet? I remember watching. What was the movie called? I know they did a documentary on it. Yeah. What was it called? Um, do we remember? Big, I don't even remember what it's called. Big, yeah, the Big Bang and Pyong, some shit like that. Right. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. So they do. Uh, I mean, obviously they feed you. You guys go to dinner. Like, it, it, there's obviously a language barrier, right? Can any of these guys speak English? Like, how did how'd you guys? Oh yeah, they're, you know they're taught to speak. You know, the the hierarchy you're taught to speak, and you have to speak English if you want to rule the world. Right. You know, because I don't think Kim Jong-un speaks English, but he probably do. He just don't want us to know. Like, oh, he, you know how to, he know how to speak English. He, right. he know what the fuck we talking about. Right. Like, he playing stupid. I believe he is, though. He can't be that fucking smart hacking to us, nuclear bombs, and don't know how to speak English. Come on now. Right. Really? You know what I mean? But some some of the people around him knew how to speak English. You know, like, how you doing? You know, that type of English. Right. So you guys obviously do a meeting. Like, when is the game? Like, how many days are you supposed to be there? When oh, the shit, the game. So we, we fly, say, I'm just making this up. I don't remember exact what day, but say we fly in that Monday. The game wasn't until, like, that Friday. Oh, shit. So you had you had to be there for a while. and Yeah, we had to be there for a while. We were there for about a week or two. Yeah, and sure. did you guys do, like, like fun shit? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, what do you do in North Korea? <laughs> so they try to set some tours type stuff up for us. So I guess the the uh, everything was basic with the tour. I guess we went around and seen different monuments, statues, mm-hmm. you know, Kim Jong Un Palace, blah blah blah. We ate dinner there. But I guess the the coolest thing they tried to do was set up a damn water park for. Us. So they had a brand new water park that just opened maybe a year ago, or maybe a couple months, or maybe that day, just <laughs> freshly opened. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could have been open just that day for us, but it was weird. So we get in that motherfucker, and it's a nice little water park, brand new, everything. Like, oh, state of the art. Like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, people looking at us, and it's, it's, you know, you see families and shit, but nobody's in the water. Do they look happy? People, Are they laughing? Like, does it... Yeah, it's like normal, kind of. It was like normal. Like, they act like we wasn't there, but it wasn't mm-hmm. no one in the water. It was just weird. Like, that water park, no one's in the water. Like, hmm, that's weird. Is it a certain time you can get in the fucking water? What right. are they doing? Doing a fresh chlorine? What's going on? Like, <laughs> So we go in the locker room, they tell us to try to put on some Speedos, so these fucking dumbass fools go put on Speedos and shit, walking around. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, we are walking around in fucking one-piece Speedos, chest out, feet out, everything out, in front of all these Chinese people, and then start jumping in the pool. Motherfuckers start getting on the, the slides and stuff, and then that's when all the Korean people start getting in the water oh and acting like it was regular. Like It was weird, like, huh? Now, But it was... It was, it was, I don't know, I don't know, it was just so surreal. 
Now, one thing I did notice was uh, Rodman was definitely partaking in a lot of <laughs> drinking. He was a hot mess on one of the nights I saw. Um, actually, it seemed like on the flick he was drinking a lot at all times. That, um, that motherfucker was fucked up. The whole time, right? <laughs> Blasted. Right? And it was just he was just boozing the whole time. Didn't didn't he make a scene at some dinner, though? Wasn't there a dinner? Like, I remember feeling... He made a few scenes, right. buddy. He made a few <laughs> scenes. Well, Shit, I, which one you want to count? I think, I think the one it was at a dinner where he started dancing, too. And, I, like, honestly, watching... Watching the documentary, I felt extremely <coughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, like so. <laughs> so we had we had, we had Kim Jong Un's palace or where he lives in his little dinner, wherever he's dinner at, whatever. We have a dinner with him and few other people, tables of people and whatever. And Dennis Rodman drinking, but you know they have a guy that's following him with a bottle of vodka and a cup everywhere really? he go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fresh out the airplane, probably. <laughs> Shit. Somebody was following him you know with vodka in a glass. Oh, yeah, because I remember one time we was at the hotel, and they had, like, a whole six-pack of fucking, like, bottles of vodka. It looked like homemade vodka, though, with uh, Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un's face side-by-side side drawn oh, in Sharpie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're like, lying. it was custom, though. It was nice, though. It was dope. <laughs> but it was custom, but it was looked like it was like somebody just drew it, like, two hours ago with a Sharpie. Right. <laughs> and it was like, they just made that shit in their backyard or uh, wherever they were. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but they had a whole box of that shit, and that one guy's job was to hold another guy was to hold the cup in one bottle of vodka and just give it to Dennis Rodman. So they were just feeding them. And so he was, he, was just, he was just getting lit the whole trip. Right, he and was fucking. He wasn't lit. He was blasted. Motherfucker was in Mars. Did you feel? <laughs> did you feel? I mean, were there times where you felt uncomfortable? Like, how do you? And then, like, you can't. I felt uncomfortable all the time I was there. Did Shit, did the whole time I was there, I felt uncomfortable. Really? But I felt like damn, it was really fucked up when we was on the news, seeing there. Yeah, that's what I want to talk. I want to get in. I want to get into that because what was what was that whole thing? Like, you were about to call the game off, if I'm not mistaken. Like the game was yeah, not, not even guys, happen. What happened? It was because guys. Family members at home was getting threatened, mm-hmm. threats, school, media, NBA, alumni, and just David Stern, the president. It was like, nobody can. The thing it was, like, how the fuck these nine guys would go over and meet this guy, Kim Jong-un, and our own president, and high political power people can't even do that type of shit. True. How is Robin able to do that? What's going on? Well, what That's people, what the what thing people, was. What people don't know is, I mean, Kim Jong-un is a, is a huge basketball fan, a huge Chicago Bulls fan, um, and, and like, from what I hear, like he was literally in love with Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman. Like, yeah, those are his. But at favorite. the same time, but at the same time, what was going on was the Kenneth Bay issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Kenneth Bay captive captured in North Korea. He's an American. Oh, he can't come home. Yeah, we got him. We got your boy. Blah blah blah. Then all of a sudden, fucking Dennis Rodman and the crew go over there and play a game for this guy. So that's what the whole backlash was about. And you Dennis have- Rodman going to play, and celebrating his birthday, and it was for his birthday, right? It wasn't just a game. It was like, we're going to celebrate and party with you. Right. We're going to party with you. And that a could, fucking party. Let's go, Kim Jong. And that could, ru- that could definitely rub some people the wrong way. You rub, know. Some people rub the whole world the wrong way. And then and you, I'm glad I just wasn't a high profile, like Dennis Rodman type of name. Well, what's crazy is you also have. Motherfuckers like, don't live. You also have Charles Smith, who's trying to be like. You know, try to delegate and be. You know, yeah, he's the suit. He's the you know, suit Charles tie. Is the suit, right? Yeah, he's the uh, let me because before the whole CNN incident, you know, 
his thing was, Dennis, don't talk. Let me talk. Let me do all the talking. Right. Dennis was like, fuck you. I'm talking too, nigga. Right. I'm like, you would, like, it wasn't for me. You wouldn't even be here your damn self. Right. Shut the fuck up. Like, that's what he wanted to say. I believe he said it. Read my book coming out very soon. Plug. Plug. We'll plug, <laughs> plug. that we'll plug that at the end, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's a lot of shit. Like, this shit is a crazy-ass story. Like, to the point where, you know, guys, families and shit was getting threats at home. To the point where it was like, fuck, we ain't playing in this game tomorrow. And didn't you... Let's like, go. Oh, we can't leave. They have our passports. Right. Yeah, you can't bounce, right? You can't. No, ain't no leaving. And plus, Kim Jong-un, like, what the fuck? You leave my birthday? Fuck you. Right. Get him. Put him down in the dungeon. Let's go. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, you come with me. We party. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you guys got to, right. like, uh, you obviously have practice, I think, against their team. What What was the basketball Somewhere. vibe like? I don't fucking know. All I know, I went from the hotel freezing, like, oh, fuck, to on this bus for like 15-minute drive to a fucking gym, to a locker room, to the floor, and all of a sudden I see big seven-foot North Korean soldiers come out. Like, what the fuck? is fucking robots. Right. <laughs> and that's what, that was their basketball team. So they picked all the best tall motherfuckers from around the whole country to come play against us. So it's game time, right? It's time for the game, the big game that everybody's thinking about. Um, yeah. Did they sell it? Is the game. place sold out? Like, what kind of... It's, sold it's, out. That motherfucker, if it was Rucker Park, motherfuckers would be on top of the roof with a fucking hole in the roof looking in with one eye. Like, So everybody was <laughs> there. Was the place is sold out. If they even sold tickets, do you think they sold tickets, or do you think? Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. That's that's the question mark. Like sold out? Hmm, I don't know, but I know the whole place was packed. Um, it was packed full of suits, meaning suits for men and women, blue suits. Everyone looked the same. Right. Everyone dressed the same. Every single body in there, except for the the people that was from around the world that was kind of like courtside you would call it or the lower seats because mm-hmm. I don't know if they sold seats I don't fucking even know I didn't see no ticket sales I didn't see no shit on on the internet right. you know what I, mean? right. so I didn't see no flyers so I don't fucking know but yeah everyone looked the same so I I so happened to have food poisoning that day you I'm did. throwing up before the game I'm in the locker room throwing up at this time like, oh, what the fuck is going on in my stomach? Like, oh, shit. They looking at me like, oh, shit, you ain't ready to play. Oh, he going to get you. Right. <laughs> you know, they was joking around like, Kim Jong-un, you don't play. He going to get you. You going to stay here. Right. <laughs> I'm like, like, fuck yeah, that is shit. Y'all staying with me. But, yeah, because, so, you know, the food that we was eating was like pheasant and like. Pheasant? Yeah, pheasant, like some kind of weird bird and. Some kind of weird fish. Like it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't normal. But it wasn't normal chicken and no shit like that. There's definitely no Popeyes in North Korea. No, no Popeyes. No Popeyes. I don't eat that. I don't eat that shit in the U.S. But yeah. (laughs) Now, isn't it? Isn't it true that that like when the game starts, like nobody's allowed to applaud or or do anything until Kim Jong Un is there? Is that? Oh, so yeah. So what it was. We had to wait till Kim Jong Un come out first before we could touch the court. So Kim Jong Un come out, do us waving his hand. Mm-hmm. The fucking audience is sitting there and clap fifteen minutes straight. Seriously? Like we had to sit there and wait fifteen. They just clapping like fifteen minutes straight, nonstop. Everyone, the fucking blue suits. We just sitting there like waiting, just looking at each other. Like what the fuck is going on? They still clapping like it's been five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. And they finally, they finally called us out. We ran out to the court. Boom, boom. Hey, introduce Dennis Rodman. Introduce everyone. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. Blah, blah, blah. This and them, him, him. And all of a sudden, Dennis Rodman 
Kim Jong-un, you for me. Happy birthday. Start singing. He shit. did not Dennis do that. Bro. He did not oh, sing happy birthday. Dennis Rodman is so fucking nervous, so scared <laughs> for like the whole time he was there. Worried about us, worried about himself. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, he was just a wreck. Right. And that's why probably why he, he was, was just, drinking the whole time. Oh, he was just a fucking wreck. Like, oh, I don't know why. He probably was thinking this. Like, oh, shit. Why the fuck I come out here? Mistake. I got all these guys. You sound just like uh, him, by the way. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been around enough. I can imitate his ass so easily. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was so fucking drunk. He's like, oh, fuck. What did they do? What did they do? <laughs> That's my God. I love Dennis Rodman. But, yeah, man. It was just. So you play the game. Fucking, Tell me what the fucking what, movie, man. I know, I know, and I, we can't wait for your book, which we're gonna plug too. But how was the game? Like, uh, were you ready just to get? I don't the fuck know. Out I think guys are. I think guys is fucking scared. I'm a fucking hooper. Right. Doesn't matter. He put me in fucking Saudi Arabia <laughs> with some fucking guys that got bombs strapped to their chest. I'm still gonna ball them up. Right. And you did right. <laughs> like, then you gonna blow? Like you gonna blow me up because I I'm dunked on you? It was that type of feel. I feel like these guys, especially ex-NBA guys, was, wasn't trying to play hard. They right. was not trying to win. But it was, you know, they're competitive and they have talent. And, like, we still compete at a low percentile level, you know. Still play 45% and mm-hmm. still be able to compete. It was that type of thing. So I was out there playing, you know. It was to the point where Kim Jong-un, you know, uh, kind of like, Pause the game a little bit until Dennis Rodman. Because point where Dennis Rodman started off like the first quarter playing, and I guess he got too tired and he was done. He didn't play anymore, so he sat next to Kim Jong Un for the rest of the game. They up like maybe one or two levels above the court, mm-hmm. you know, half court, sitting there like a fucking king and you know his peasants and shit. Right. So and Kim Jong Un stopped the game and shit. It kind of like was like Dennis Rodman tell number thirty whatever my number was something to come up here. Like, huh? Then it's like, oh shit, uh, come over here, Kim Jong Un wanna holla at you. Like, holla at me, what the fuck? Speak English? I'm thinking Kim Jong Un, like, hey, what up, homie? How you doing? Good game. Because I was dunking on motherfuckers balling and shit. Right. But he wanted to know why the fuck my name was the assassin. That's what <laughs> like, he asked. Why? Yeah, he said Dennis Robin, this was the translator, you know. It went from one person to one person to another person. So it was like, the question was, why his name's assassin? What's that about? What's going on? Tell me. <laughs> and so you <laughs> told him. What'd you tell him? No, I didn't know that first. They was looking at me, and then I seen, you know, the motherfucker will trickle down from him to him to Dennis Robin. Dennis Robin kind of pulled me and, like, kind of, like, gave me a look like, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> um, um, okay, uh, yeah. He want to know why you named the assassin. <laughs> I told him some nickname, you know, one of those types of shit. I'm like, nah. I looked at Kim Jong-un like, no, nickname, nickname. Start laughing like, no, no, nickname. I'm like, oh, he don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Talking about nickname. <laughs> I just had to make some shit up. Like, no, no. I just kept saying, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, look, no, I'm not a fucking threat, motherfucker. <laughs> just because my name is Assassin. Why the fuck they gave me this, they put this shit on my jersey? They should have changed your name. They definitely should have changed yeah, your nobody, name. Yeah, but nobody thought about that shit. Right, right. They just had my little nickname on there. Like, oh, the Assassin, Dupree. Like, <laughs> I don't think they even thought twice about the shit until Kim Jong-un noticed that shit. Like, why is this? Like, hmm. I bet he was watching me the whole time. Like, why is this motherfucker? He's going to try to yeah. run up here and slice my neck or some shit. You should have thought about know, that, too. Think thinking. about that, though. We should have should have thought yeah, about that. Yeah. Man, that's what kind of made me want to write this fucking book right. that I'm writing and shit. Like, this shit could have probably turned out a little differently. This shit turned out like I went to Beverly Hills and hung out with motherfucking... Shaq and his family type right, shit. You know, right. everything's fine. We're good to go. 
So when the nah, game, so when the game finishes, when the game finishes, are you guys just ready to get the fuck out of there? Like, are you leaving? I mean, it was to the point like they switched players up. It was like we was playing against them all sudden They start playing. We start playing with them and playing against my teammates. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So the game ended up being like a tie or whatever. I don't know. I, they kept score, but we didn't even pay attention to the final score. Like everybody, like, who won? Like we don't give a fuck. We just want to get the fuck out so of here. Yeah, so game, so the game ends and we do all that. They give us like gold medals and shit, like we was at the Olympics and all that type of shit. And Kim Jong do another fifteen minute wave, and we run into the locker room, and everybody just relieved, start crying and laughing and jumping up and oh, we did it! Ah, ah, oh, jumping up and just happy and like I'm looking like these motherfuckers, man, let's fuck about it here. <laughs> and another game, you know, at the time I wasn't even thinking like. It was Kim Jong-un, this, that. I was just like, man, North Korea, another game. What's next? Right. That was my attitude the whole time. But not knowing the, the, the real of the realization of what I was really encountering at that time, it was something way deeper and way more important and way more powerful than I could ever imagine until now. Until, you know, you recap it and you're home and you think about it, watching news and Blowing us up and North and war and nuclear bombs and family members dying and people being captured and another American went over there and got captured for stealing a poster and now he dead like whoa right. my shit could have been way a little different right that's insane and, and just be, it's a story that needs to be heard too Jerry and this is why I'm excited I'm, for your book too that you're writing talk, yeah. talk about your book really quick yeah I'm putting together you know a little um, a book. Or so, or I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Yet. I'm thinking either I'm gonna do a write the book, hard copy, or I'm gonna do a um, audio book. Right. You should have Dennis, you should have Dennis Robin uh, do the audio too. But I'm kind of scripted like a movie, though. I'm gonna write it like a movie when scripted, have like different characters play different characters in it, and kind of describe what happened and what I saw first person, you know, and really. It's kind of, it's still a work in progress, but yeah, I'm putting it together. Hopefully, I'll be done with the first draft of it uh, this spring, summer sometime. Hopefully, the first of next year, I'll be um, putting it out, publication, and producing it, and things like that. So, hopefully, January 19th, North Korea book will be coming out. <laughs> That's Well, we're looking forward to it, Jerry. I really appreciate you coming on again with us. Um, and telling that story because I know for a fact nobody no else nobody else has this story, and I'm pretty sure you held back a little bit too, saving saving some really good stuff for the book. Yeah, because I'd be talking all day if I didn't. I so there's a lot of <laughs> shit that happened. Like, yeah, of course I'm saving a lot of good shit for the book. Like this shit is crazy. Like I give you little, you know, shit. Dennis Rodman breaking breaking plates in the hotel, throwing <laughs> at the wall and shit. <laughs> or, or me walking into Dennis Rodman's room and his dirty drawers was on the floor. <laughs> that, that type of shit. Yeah, to be continued. Though. To, to be continued. Funny shit. Hey Jerry, thank you so much, man, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon, brother. Man, peace out, bro. All right, peace. Appreciate you too. Peace. to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. 
use it or I'm losing it They say I need to loosen up Tight, I'm well taught I must do the max like us. Bonos, diddly squat Smart Alec, I'ma do it up Trying to win her heart but not just cause